This is Adrian Hart with your Southeast Colorado News on seconews.org. This is about the valley. Currently, the people of Southeast Colorado facing wildfires at many of our state wildlife areas. We've got Incident Command public information officers with us here on Colorado Avenue in La Junta. Now, uh, they met me over at my place, but uh, you guys have been traveling the valley. Uh, we better give you a proper introduction. So we've got Ann Reed, uh, PIO, uh, with the Rocky Mountain Incident Management Team. So, uh, Ann, I guess tell us about your trip to La Hunta, when it started, and how it's going. My trip to La Hunta began yesterday morning. Okay. Uh, it was a wonderful drive out eastern Colorado, which is an area I've not been before. Okay. But uh, coming here to the two big fires that you've had, um, going through the valley. Yep. And arrived here, the incident management team. Uh, I hate to say took over the fire, but it's here to support the fire efforts exactly. at 1800 yesterday. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you've been in town for uh, better than a day now. Mm -hmm. um, and what is an update that we can release to the public as far as the current situation with the fires? Uh, I know we've got some percentages in press releases from Parks and Wildlife, right. from Ben's Old Fort, and from a couple sources. But, uh, you know, so to say, let's hear it right from the source. Okay. Well, we have some statistics on acreage and containment. That's what and we're I looking could for. And I could talk to that. Beautiful. Yeah. So the Fort Lion Fire is at 2,909 acres. We have that at 50% containment. So there was no movement overnight. We had night nice. crew on there, but no movement. Uh, even with the red flag warnings that are in place right now. Okay, good. So uh, nice to hear that it's at least at a standstill. You guys are uh, moving forward on containment. Right. We're working interior, making sure that those lines are secure. So they do, if the, another big wind comes through, those those lines can hold. All right. Very good. Um, I want to mention real quickly, uh, typically we want to encourage folks to stay away from the area. Right, there are um, no real closures other than at, at the park, the uh, Bents Fort Park, we'll, right. and we'll talk about that next. But yeah, no road closures, no evacuations in place, so um, it's business as usual, just kind of steer clear of that burn area. Yep, if you don't have to go through there, uh, avoid it. Right. Yep, very good. That's exactly why we've got our media. And talk about some cool coverage. I've seen the TV media has been down here. Um, they've had some weather spotters sharing some drone footage over the Fort Lyon area. Okay. Um, so I guess what else do people need to know um, regarding the incident? Sure. Uh, well, as far as the incident or just in general, I in think general. it's important for people to realize we have tender dry conditions. Exactly. We were dealing with dry conditions, high winds, it's a setup for for those big fires yep. so being aware of that don't if you smoke cigarettes extinguish it don't throw it out the window yep. uh, making sure that you have spark arresters on any of the um, tools you're operating whether UTV um, exactly. chainsaw you mentioned one earlier this morning yeah if you have a haul in a trailer mm -hmm. make sure those chains are secured and up and not dragging along causing those sparks yep. catalytic converters you know under on cars and such don't don't park in deep, dry grass yep. with your car. So, you know, just basic, it, I don't, I'm not going to say common sense, but just be aware of um, the, the dry tender conditions. dry. Yeah, and just making sure that you're not adding that ignition um, ignition sources out there. All right. Very cool. Um, the other thing, uh, I've had outreach from the community on how they can help. Uh, we know we've got an active fundraiser going on. 
uh, for a firefighter who lost his home uh, there in the Fort Lyon fire, uh, you know, a 20-year volunteer for uh, that agency there out of Bent County. Right. Um, uh, also, if folks want to donate to the firefighters directly, they can drop that stuff at the fire stations. That's what Brad uh, told me as far as incident command earlier from yesterday. Okay. So if that's the case, you got some cases of water you want to deliver to help, uh, they can deliver those to the local fire stations, and that's the best way for them to distribute it. Um, is there any other way that the public can get involved or uh, get additional information? Additional information is out there. We're running our information currently through the La Junta Fire Department is, uh -huh. is one uh, source, yourself yep. as well, um, and then the sheriff's offices that um, it's Otero. Yep, exactly. Uh, Sean Mobley, he's got that news page up on social media. And, uh, yeah, we like to share Sean's posts there, too, out right. there fighting the fire uh, very much uh, on the front lines. There you go. So, yeah, thank you very much. And is there anything you want to add? Uh, you know, just being, you know, like you brought up earlier, just having people be cautious out there with their um, ignition sources, uh, no burning, no ditch burning. I know that's that time of year that farmers are typically, let's burn their ditches for irrigation right. and such and just being aware of that weather and your surroundings and such so yeah check for those red flag warnings yeah. of course the source for those is going to be our national weather service office out of pueblo for this region so uh, it's pretty easy to find in fact we'll share that link again across our social media for you folks too uh, so again watch for the dry conditions and of course steer clear of the fire uh, that way our first responders can have a clear work area we don't want you guys to slow up their response so very good uh, we're going to do another interview here in a moment we'll talk all about the bents fort fire specifically okay all right very good thank you uh, thank you so much ann i appreciate your time i'm adrian hart this is about the valley on seconews.org this is Adrian Hart with your Southeast Colorado News on seconews.org. We're here on Colorado Avenue in downtown La Junta with Don Sanchez. She's the public information officer with the Rocky Mountain Incident Management Team uh, here assisting with the local response to our wildfire efforts at Fort Lyon as well as at Bent's Fort. Uh, hey, Don, welcome to La Junta. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for uh, taking the time to come meet me and uh, do this interview in person. Uh, so tell us about the Rocky Mountain Incident Management Team and the services that you guys do. Yeah, so the Rocky Mountain Incident Management Team, um, our full title is Rocky Mountain Area Complex Incident Management Team 3. Uh, so Team 3, we are a one of three incident management teams that are located in the Rocky Mountain region which is a five-state region. It's Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Kansas. Uh, so our teams are comprised of uh, team members from all five states. Uh, there is a common misconception with incident management teams that we are a federal team. We are not. Often we do get activated uh, when fires receive federal funding um, or some sort of state assistance, which is the case here uh, with Colorado State. Um, but we are a team that's, that's built with 
Uh, we do have some federal employees, so some of our employees work for the U.S. Forest Service, Fish and Wildlife Service, those agencies. But we also have team members who work for municipal departments. Um, we do have uh, team members who work for very small uh, volunteer fire departments in um, rural Wyoming. And so we're really comprised of all these different types of people that have um, special skill sets. And we come together as a team. We stay together all year. Um, and we respond to fires together. So when we show up, we're able to come together and just start working um, like we've been working together for years. It's a well-oiled machine, if you will. It's a very well-oiled machine. Um, a lot of us have been together for many years on this team. Um, so this team was called in uh, to by Colorado State, the Colorado Department of Fire Prevention and Control. Okay. Uh, so we call them DFPC. They yep. called us in, ordered us. Uh, to come in and help support uh, managing these fires. And, and we didn't so much come in to take over these fires. What we did is we came in to assume command to help support the firefighters that have been working on this fire. And so we do that in a few ways. Uh, one of the ways we do that uh, immediately is, is to come in and relieve those firefighters that have been out here for 24, 36 hours, um, get them to be able to go home, get some rest, catch up, um, Recuperate. Re recuperate, refurbish their engines, resupply their engines, mm -hmm. and then be ready to either come back out on this fire or these two fires or to be available again for your local community responding to new fires and new incidents. The other way we do that is we come in and we have a lot of logistical support. And so we're able to get supplies, right. water, food to the firefighters on the ground. So there's a lot of things that we do, including public information officer. And that takes uh, the stress load off of uh, the local folks who've been doing this for the last several days so they can get some rest as well. So um, our team doesn't necessarily come in to take over. We come in to support the local unit and really to give, to give the local unit a break and to be able to manage that uh, to the scale that we can um, as a large incident management team. Awesome. We certainly appreciate you guys bringing your team to help the Southeast Colorado community and help those firefighters as they, uh, yeah, risk it, uh, putting their lives on the line. It's nice to know that you guys have that extra logistics background uh, to help with that experience from so many other sites. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, in addition to the logistics, we have a, a medical team that makes sure that we have plans just in case somebody gets hurt. So we can utilize local ambul ambulances and the local hospitals and, and to get plans together for things like that, finances. So lots of different areas, communication, so radios, um, just a lot of different pieces of the of the um, cogs of the wheel, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. From the uh, technology to, keep it to that face-to-face -face, uh, human interaction yes. that you need to uh, build that team absolutely. and to plug in. Absolutely. So if our community wants to help the firefighters, uh, how do they do that? Yeah, so we often get questions of how do we help the firefighters, what can we do? Um, and, and typically in the early stages, those are things that have already been done here, which is um, donating water and Gatorade. Uh, but one of the things that we all tend to forget, including uh, myself and, and um, you know, most of the community, is that when these, um, these local departments respond to these fires, um, it takes a lot for them to respond. So in a matter of 48 hours, there's gas that it took to, to be out to the fire. Right. It's um, supplies in terms of hoses and nozzles and all of the gadgets and things that put all the, the tools together. There's, 
um, potential of tires that, that may pop. There's, you know, incidental damages to things here and there. All of those have to be fixed at some point. And so we really encourage people to support um, the local department. So when they come off of these fires, they can actually do that um, rehab on their trucks and get everything back together, buy the new parts that they need, all the supplies and get ready to do this again, because it takes so much to do this. And the local fire departments here are absolutely amazing. They've done yes, such a great job in really supporting those departments. And, and a lot of that is financial. And, and I know that's hard for some folks, but even small amounts and con contacting your local department and asking them what's the best way we can support you yep. if you if you can't give monetarily and you want to give your time um, talk to them ahead of time about volunteering if you want to fight fire make sure you do that in the winter before fire season and you can get some training and get signed up so when a fire happens you can come right in and help them out um, if you don't want to fight fire there's also um, folks that we need to help bring supplies bring food bring water to those firefighters so just again that logistical support is is huge for those firefighters on this on the ground so contact your local agencies contact them early before fire season before mm -hmm. the fire starts and have them plan in place to be able to support them when they're out there uh, serving the community awesome thank you so much for sharing such useful public information with our community absolutely and we appreciate what you guys are doing um, is there anything that you would like to add uh, we're just glad to be here in the community. Um, it's an unfortunate situation for us to be here, but we um, love being able to support the local community and, and the fire departments here and, and doing what we can while we're here. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, good to, we're glad to be here. All right. We're good to go. Uh, thank you very much, Dawn, uh, with uh, the – give me the full name of the team again one more time. We're going to test it. The Rocky Mountain Area Complex Incident Management Team 3. That's right. Sometimes we need a little help from our friends. This is Adrian Hart on About the Valley on SeaCoNews.org. This is Adrian Hart with your Southeast Colorado News on SeaCoNews.org. And we're here at 18th and Bradish in La Junta with our Lana Fire Chief Brad Davidson as uh, it appears they've responded to a brush fire here on the east side of town. Brad, do you want to tell us a little bit about the call and a little bit about the department's response going on here? Yeah, sure. We, uh, we were reported of a weed and grass fire around 18th and Bradish moving pretty quick because of the winds. Uh, when the crews got on scene, they made an aggressive attack on the, on the perimeter to not slow down the fire. Unfortunately, it got into this group of trees um, right here. So now we're in the mop-up stages. We don't have any more fire growth, but uh, we're going to have to cut down a lot of these trees and use foam on them to make sure that we get them 100% out. Yeah, some uh, tree removal, not the way we like to see it. Um, and of course, uh, you guys making sure you're dousing it real well uh, recently with those large wildfires going on. Uh, but this is a half an acre, if that. Yeah, or... I'd say just a little over a half acre total. All right. Um, so, you know, our biggest concern was it to run the hills and get up on top. But we've stopped that and everything, so we don't have any more fire growth. So we're looking pretty, pretty solid right now. All right. No risk to structures at this time. No risk to structures and no evacuations. All right. Very good. No injuries either. No injuries. That's that's what I like to hear. <laughs> this, is, this is good reporting on Easter Sunday. That's exactly right. All so. right. Well, thank you so much for your service to the community, and thank you for your time, Hey, Brad. thanks, Adrian. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, sir. Good.